That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I have all faith that God will grant me justice for the purity in my heart and the innocence of my actions. Mm. Let me find out Gunnedick became an author from behind these walls. What's up? It's another episode of DX Daily, your favorite podcast. The podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip-hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky, And I'm your other host, A-Dub. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX. And it's Wednesday, so we got a few different things to get into. Nicki Minaj, Future, and ASAP Rocky will all be headlining Rolling Loud New York 2022. Gunna has penned a letter to his fans from behind bars, and he had a lot to say. Lil Baby has a new documentary coming out called Untrapped. Meg Thee Stallion is going to be on P-Valley and Quavo is linking up with John Travolta for a new movie. Like I said, a lot to get to, but first, please subscribe to the podcast. Please follow us on all streaming platforms. Please rate us five stars on all streaming platforms. Thank you. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the daily listens and all the love on social media. Now that we got that out the way, let's get to it. Okay, let's get started with the queen, man. The queen is back in Queens. Whoever wrote this article, shout out to you. Who who wrote this? That was cute. That was real cute. Michael Sapanara. Yeah, shout out to you for that one. Nicki Minaj will be headlining Rolling Loud Festival, New York, 2022. The lineup was announced yesterday, June 14th. And ASAP Rocky is also going to be headlining the second night. And then Future is going to be headlining the last night of the festival. And all of it is going down the weekend of September 24th through the 25th. That's going to be lit. You know, Nicki Minaj hasn't headlined any of these festivals in the past couple years. So for her to really be returning, I guess, to the festival world. And of course, it's in Queens, New York. It's very fitting. I love it. Her hometown, baby. It's only right. It honestly would have been disrespect if you didn't have Nicki Minaj headlining. I honestly want to say it's a little disrespectful that she's not closing out the festival, but maybe it was an availability thing. But Mm. either way, I'm glad to see that she's headlining. Actually, the first ever solo female artist to headline Rolling Loud, which is crazy to me because of all of these different Rolling Louds they've had so far. I find that so wild that a solo female artist hasn't headlined once yet. That's a little wild. But needless wild too. Yeah, like (laughs) all this time, y'all couldn't find one. I feel like the City Girls headlined one, but again, nobody's solo. But this lineup, though, (laughs) this lineup is crazy. Like, as expected with Rolling Loud. So the night Nikki is on, you got Lil Uzi, you got the baby, Lil TJ, Moneybag Yo, Chief Keef, Bia, Nardo Wick, Rowdy Rebel, G Herbo, Danny Brown, and more, all happening on Friday. And then Saturday, they they turn it up again. <laughs> yeah, on Saturday, you got Little Baby. You got A Boogie with the Hoodie, Don Tolliver, Busta Rhymes. 
uh, Kevin Gates, Key Glock, Sheck West, Joyner Lucas, Soldier Boy, Shinsia, Ducky wow. B, and B Love are a couple of the acts on Saturday. Hey, then you go into Sunday. That's the day with Future, 21 Savage, Big Sean, Pusha T, Fat Joe, St. John. Oh, wow. Ski mm. Mask, The Slum God, Benny the Butcher, and obviously more and more and more. You can continue to rattle off names. But yeah, no, it's going to be a crazy lineup. The tickets go on sale starting June 17th at noon. So you got the three-day general admission tickets, and then you got the different VIP packages and all of that as well. So if you're looking to get tickets, you can start that as soon as June 17th. Yeah, it's going to be a good one for sure. Um, Don't think I'm going to make, I never make a rolling loud, but you know, of course I'll see it on social media that's where i'm from the comfort of my home so we'll be seeing that one from there oh trust there'll be plenty more to make as a matter of fact i got a question and this is no diss to anybody or that's on the lineup or any of the artists or anything because obviously get the bag get in front of a hundred thousand people like i see why the artists do it but questions to rolling loud how many rolling louds are we gonna have per year like, I know it's a money grab. I know it's a business decision. Like, all right, let's get the biggest artist possible. Let's get as many artists as possible. And let's let's do it. Like, let's make all the money. But, like, how many of these per year are we going to have? Seriously. It's a rolling loud Miami. It's a rolling loud LA. It's a rolling loud Chicago. It's a rolling loud Barcelona. It's a rolling loud Italy. Like, it's a rolling loud everywhere. Is Barcelona in Italy? Italy? Spain. Oh, oh. Italy. Rome. See, the... The way Different. this is, this is not a ge- geography podcast, okay? This is a, a hip-hop <laughs> podcast. Right. Either way, what I'm saying is so many rolling, so many different rolling louds, and it's just like, all right, like, don't, do you, do y'all want it to get oversaturated? Like, I feel like too many U.S. rolling louds in a year. Again, I see why they're doing it. Money, <laughs> obviously, but like, at what point are we just going to be like, all right, this person has been at five rolling louds this year. This artist has been at five rolling louds. Like, are we still going to keep doing more rolling louds with the same artist? Let us, let it breathe a little bit. Like, I feel like don't, don't oversaturate it. That's just me though. Some might consider that hating, but I just feel like, come on. Like when you think of what festivals really started off as like really just highly curated experiences, chance for people to discover up and coming artists as well as see their favorite artists. I don't know. It just feels like we're being slapped over the head with so many different festivals every single week. A lot of them with the same artists over and over again. Like just let's grab the biggest artists out or whatever. I don't know, man. I just... uh... I feel like it's getting a, it's going to get a little stale at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling that way too because it is just especially Rolling Loud, you know, they do it so many festivals like you said every year within like months of each other and then I mean, they only have a select few artists to always choose from that is going to like sell out tickets or people actually want to see. And it's like if I am an avid Rolling Loud festival goer, I've seen all these people probably multiple times and I'm still there's people who still go so like I I don't know what chokehold Rolling Loud has on the people (laughs) but it's crazy right again though notice to anybody performing I love that Nikki is headlining this one that was the correct choice to make there so it should be a good show nonetheless but Let's get back to like highly curating the festivals and having the the real like memorable performances, not just like, all right, run on stage with the backing track, do my show real quick and be out and get the money like and go like let's 
go back to to the showmanship of the festivals and really curating experiences. I think Dreamville Festival is an excellent example of that, how to curate an entire experience versus just, hey, we're going to throw this concert real quick. Exactly. All right. Well, off of Rolling Loud, let's talk about Gunna because he has finally broken his silence from behind bars. He's penned a letter to his fans and it's been circulating all over social media for like the past 24 hours. And he had quite a bit to say in this letter. It was really like giving Gunna Luther King vibes almost. (laughs) So here's what Gunna had to say, uh, a little bit of what Gunna had to say. He said, 2022 has been one of the best years of my life, despite this difficult situation. This year, I had the whole world pushing P. Growing up from where I come from in a marginalized neighborhood, I never dreamt my art would change my life and the lives of my loved ones. My entire life, I've seen black men, black women, black children constantly attacked, hated, murdered, berated, belittled, silenced, judged, used, and held captive. I used my art form, my gift from God, to change my circumstance. I worked, I honed my craft, I worked, I empowered black women in my industry, I worked, I lived in the recording studio, I worked, I lived on the road, I worked, I worked every day. Come on, come on, poetic. You better be poetic while listing off your accomplishments and your contributions to society. Come on, Gunna. He said, I worked every day to show God how grateful I am for my gifts, for my art, for my life, and to be able to provide for my loved ones. For now, I don't have my freedom, but I am innocent. I am being falsely accused and will never stop fighting to clear my name. The picture being painted of me is ugly and untrue. My fans know I love to celebrate life. I love my family. I love travel. I love music. I love my fans. I have all faith that God will grant me justice for the purity in my heart and the innocence of my actions. Mm. Let me find out Gunnar became an author from behind these walls. Like this man, (laughs) this man is giving us poetry. He is. Wow. I, I I was like, okay, wow. I don't know if... Just all that time sitting there, just having nothing but time to think, just made him come up with all of this. But like, it's a very, very heartfelt message. Yeah, I did like what he had. What he had to say. Um, you can tell it. Well, to me, it felt like it took some time to put all that into words and write it up. And you know, if you see the, if you seen on social media, it was kind of like posted in a really good looking graphic. I don't know who designed that from his words or whatever how that happened, but. Um, I did like that he said this, you know, we've heard from uh, Young Thug. I think they played his message at Summer Jam or something like that is where we last heard from Young Thug. So for Gunna to have his words out as well and what he has to say about what's been going on. Glad we got something from him. Yeah, and it's interesting to see all the discourse surrounding it once this letter came out because it was like some people were like, all right, we're glad to hear from Gunna. Like this was well written. This was just a, kind of a good picture of where his headspace is at. Meanwhile, other people were like, okay, yeah, now now that you're in trouble, now it's now you want to play this card like you're some revolutionary or some activist. And I just want people to think about it. Like, I think this guy, uh, dang, I wish I could remember his name, but he made such an excellent point of just Gunna and Young Thug doing so many things for so many different people, especially in the community of Atlanta. Like, as far as employing people, like giving people a steady livelihood, We talked about this before briefly, too, like people in other areas may not see them as that important of a staple in the community. They really are that important of a staple in the community to the people that live there and the people that directly benefit. So, yeah, maybe you don't think Gunna is an activist or a community servant or somebody that 
that people look to in that light, but the people that they directly affect, they look at them in that way. So they were like, oh, yeah, y'all acting like Gunna is a political prisoner in there or something. But it's really that deep for the people that are directly affected by it. So, like, if you and your family's life has been directly changed by the actions of Gunna or Young Thug or whoever else in that clique, you're going to feel that strongly about it. And Gunna, who has a track record of improving the lives of people in that community, he's going to feel like it's that deep. Like, especially if he really is innocent or he really didn't do what they're saying that he did. Yeah, you're going to feel like the person writing this letter feels. Like, imagine you get locked up tomorrow and you you really honestly didn't do anything. At least that Mm -hmm. you feel that way. Imagine how you would feel. You would be in there writing something similar to this. So I just implore people to look at it from all angles instead of just like, oh, y'all y'all want to play the, the civil rights leader card or y'all want to play this, this card, that card. Look at it from all angles. Yeah, and exactly like he's just really kind of, you know, talking to his fan base um, or maybe trying to prove his innocence and things like that as well. But, you know, there's really devoted Gunna fans that want to know what's been going on or what he has to say. So I feel like he kind of came from that point too of just, you know, hey, like, fans, I'm still good. Like, I'm in here. We're going to get through it type of thing. So it's crazy that people went the other way about it than say, like, a, a positive thing. And then another thing he briefly touched on in the letter was the using of the lyrics in the courtroom, which is the main thing that they are trying to use against him. And he spoke against that as well. He said, as a black man in America, it seems as though my art is only acceptable when I'm a source of entertainment for the masses. My art is not allowed to stand alone as entertainment. I'm not allowed that freedom as a black man in America. Is it, it, is, it is a sad reality that slavery is still alive in America today and still affecting my people. In 12 states, more than half the prison population is black, and one of those states is Georgia. So that goes to the point of, like you said, like trying to prove your innocence at the same time and prove other things that may be impacting you being locked up at the time. So, yeah, it was definitely a weighty letter, but it was good to hear from Gunna, and it was also kind of gave us a preview of what defense they might be taking when it comes to his case. The defense of you're not allowing my art to stand alone as art. You're trying to apply it to real life, even though it's just for entertainment. They might be taking that type of defense. The part where he says that percent of the prison population is black, one of those states where that's true is Georgia. That may be play a part into it as well. Like the disproportionate incarceration of black people in that state. They might try to use that in the defense. Like you got all of these things that we're getting from this letter. So, yeah, a lot you can pull from it. But if you want to check out the full thing, check it out online. Let us know what you think of what Gunna said. Now, let's talk about Lil Baby, one of Gunna's biggest collaborators. He has a major event going on in his life right now. He has a documentary out, and um, he recently debuted it at the Tribeca Film Festival, and it's going to be coming to Amazon Prime pretty soon. Yep. Um, on Monday, Amazon Prime Video had announced that Karam Gill's Untrapped, the story of Little Baby, will be streaming on the app starting on August 26. And the film is produced by a combination of Quality Films, MGX Creative, and 4PF, and chronicles Little Baby's incredible rise through the ranks in hip-hop. It says, it starts when the rapper was just a child growing up in Atlanta, and then it goes through his time as a street hustler before he was arrested and sent to prison. And then also documentary follows Little Baby as he dropped his number one album, My Turn, back in 2020. So basically the life of Little Baby is what we're getting right here. Document it, man. Mm -hmm. 
You never know. Tomorrow is not promised, as we see with all of these different artists passing away so early and so young. Like, document every step of this process, especially with somebody that has had a, an ascension like Lil Baby's ascension. You definitely want to see that. And I'm glad this is his second documentary, so he really is capturing every chapter of his life, essentially. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'll, I'll be streaming it. This is a huge deal. Much deserved much warranted. I hope he does another documentary. Like, I hope they're shooting for the next one right now as they're debuting this one. Just just keep documenting it. Document everything, man. Especially when it's legendary. Especially when it's on the way to legendary status, for sure. So I'm excited to see this. Yeah, same here. I'm excited to see it, too. So August 26th, don't forget that date for the little Baby documentary. All right. Speaking of people on television and film, Megan Thee Stallion is going to be on an episode or maybe a couple of episodes of P-Valley on Stars coming up. Now, um, you know, P-Valley just came back recently. I still actually haven't watched the first episode because I was just so irritated by the fact that they took so long to come back. And I know it's not the people like acting on the show. It's not their fault. But still, I was just like, yo, y'all took really forever in a day. So I'm really not in a rush to go watch it. Like, I don't know. I be when I be into my shows, I need y'all to, to, to get to it and come with it. <laughs> don't wait two or three years to come back. I'm I'm just, just gonna annoy me. But I am very happy for Megan the Stallion for landing a role on here. And for fans that have been paying attention already, apparently they already alluded to uh, Megan having a part on the show and even like played a little bit of her vocals in one of the episodes. So that's going to be a big look. She's going to be playing Tina Snow, which is already one of her rap alter egos in real life. She's going to be playing that on the show as well. So that should be dope. Yeah, it should be good. Um, Yeah, her little prelude or cameo comes in the second episode of course and if you've been following without giving any details this season is like they're dealing with the pandemic of the strip club like opening and closing and reopening and things like that and one of little murders producers is in atlanta and that's where you see like a figure of what looks like making the stallion in the background rapping and then she like comes and taps his shoulder but you don't even see her face yet it's legit just her voice and like her nails so it's alluding to be, of course, Megan Thee Stallion or a.k.a. Tina Snow. So mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see how she plays out throughout this season being, I guess, the producer that, that she's working with. I wonder if she's going to be up against Little Murda or something like that. So we'll see. It's good, man. It's, it's good to see all of these artists really jumping into the acting scene. That seems to be like their second thing to fall back on, like outside of the music, at least. And speaking of that, in that same vein, Quavo is going to be in yet another movie. This is somebody else who has been heavily falling back on acting. And I feel like since the Migos are broken up, allegedly, Quavo has plenty of time to be acting in these movies now. His latest thing that he's previewing is a film with John Travolta. And he dropped off a post on Instagram, which was a photo of him and John Travolta posted up on June 13th. Yeah, when he posted the picture to social media, he captioned it Huncho Travolta. And then there was another picture that had like their names on like director chairs and things like that. Of course, alluding to being on set or working on the movie. So that's going to be dope. You know, he was with that Robert. Well, he was with Robert De Niro, the last movie. Now he's with John Travolta, this movie. So these are big names. Yeah. Quavo's, Quavo's acting with the legends already very early on in his career or mm -hmm. very early on in his acting career, I should say. 
And this new movie with Travolta is going to be called Cash Out. And it's a bank heist thriller. And Quavo's role really hasn't been announced yet. They haven't said who he's playing specifically. But in the little video that's been floating around, they had just finished shooting a scene where Quavo, where the police were involved. And Quavo may have been getting arrested. So it looks like Quavo may be one of the robbers, possibly, potentially. Or he may be involved in the heist somehow. So that's what they alluded to. But we'll see when it actually comes out. We don't have a specific date as of yet, but they are shooting right now. So, yeah, man, the the rapping to acting pipeline is officially a thing. It's been a thing for a while, but it's it's more heavily permeating the industry these days. Like you see so many different rappers and singers going straight to acting like while they're still pursuing their music. So it's dope to see. Yeah, very dope to see. So I'm excited for this one. All right. Everybody got documentaries and shows and cameos and movies on today's episode. But that is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube. And the YouTube channel is Hip Hop DX. And also be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us as well on all social media. I am at Asia Sky. That's A S H I A. Asia, S-K-Y-E, Sky. And I'm at A-Dub on everything. That's A-Y-E-E-E-D-U-B-B. All right, we will be back at you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya.